0: Tonight, we are baptizing three of your peers, which is absolutely awesome. And baptism is just one of those cool, those cool things, those cool steps in the faith that, that we see that highlight what it is that Jesus has done for us, and that we are followers of him. And so, if you're like confused in baptism um, to you, like you, you thought that baptism was just kind of meant for babies and things like that, like we'll talk about that a little bit. Hopefully, you'll be a little more clear on exactly what we're, what we're talking about tonight and why we're doing what we're doing, um, and, and why we believe in baptism and why we believe baptism looks like this, and what we see in scripture that leads us to, to doing this in this place tonight. So, we're super excited to be able to baptize these students, and we're hoping it's an example. And just a beautiful picture. It's like one of those ceremonies that we have um, in the in the Christian faith, where where we, just, we we get to reflect. We get to reflect on our own walk with Jesus. And I encourage you as you're as you're watching these tonight, as you're participating in these as a the body of Christ tonight. Just spend some time contemplating like where you're at in your faith journey and how, how your commitment to Jesus Christ that you made at the time of baptism is going, or if you haven't, what that might look like for you. So tonight, before we jump in, I want to explain a few things, a couple things about what baptism is, a couple things what about baptism is, and I'll explain a little bit about why we do it, how we do it, when we do it, things like that. And then I'm going to talk about our response, just our heart response and what that could look like for us tonight and when we go through um, baptism. So first, a couple things. Baptism. Baptism is baptism is a way to publicly identify with Jesus Christ. Baptism is a way to publicly identify with Jesus. In other words, you're you're telling the world that you belong with Jesus. A couple weeks ago, I gave you breaking news before it was official about 24 hours before it was official that the one and only Miles Bridges, my favorite basketball player in history, is coming back to Michigan State. Okay? Miles, Brat, Miles Bridges is coming back. He's not going one and done and heading off to the NBA. And if you don't know who Miles Bridges is, I want to introduce him to you. So go ahead and check out this short, short video. ...to score oh. in traffic. Oh, too easy. Giving up to Paul. Too easy. Winston, the freshman, loves it up, and Bridges throws it down. Sensing the moment. You've got one freshman throwing it to the highlight freshman. Are you kidding That's me? That's Miles and Bridges right there. The guy who threw it down. Now I will tell nuts. you that number five, the guy who, who fed it to Miles Bridges off the backboard, we met when we went on our senior trip to crew. Um, and he he was in the cafeteria and I was like, hey Cassius, um, hey, I got a group of high schoolers over here, and they're wondering why they should come to Michigan State. And, and he went ahead to explain in like a minute why they should go. And it's actually a pretty good explanation. I'm not going to show that to you tonight, but maybe eventually you'll get to see that. But Miles Bridges has decided to come back to Michigan State and to put the jersey back on that says Michigan State Spartans. And like he, he is identifying every time that he goes out and plays a game, what does that jersey mean? What does that jersey mean? He's a, he's a Spartan. He plays for Michigan State. Now, this is true of, of every university. Now, in our sports uniforms, a lot of times they have our names on the back. But what's highlighted the most? It's the colors of the school. It's the logos of the school. It's the thing that they're representing or the team, whatever kind of venue you're, you're looking at. It's identifying with that team. As fans, we even kind of try to participate in that as well. And we wear shirts that identify us with teams and things like that. And we'll put on the jersey ourselves. But, but for that player, like they're showing, I'm in the game. I'm in the game. I'm a member of this team. I participate. I use my skills. I make sacrifices on behalf of the team. That's what the uniform means. That's what the jersey means. And for us tonight, I'd like to compare baptism to putting on the jersey of the faith, to putting on the jersey for Team Jesus, because what we're saying is I'm all in with this team. I'm going to participate with this team. I'm going to sacrifice for this team. I'm going to make myself less and make this team more. However I can help this team, I'm going to play that role. And that's what, that's what we're doing when we get baptized. We're being brought into the family of believers, and we're identifying with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's what baptism is. It's a public identification with Jesus, saying, I'm on Team Jesus, and I'm going to, I'm going to give myself for Team Jesus and make sacrifices and, and be a part of this family. So baptism is a way to publicly identify with Jesus. Secondly, it's an outward symbol of an inward reality. When we're baptized, we're saying, something has happened already in here. Something has happened in my heart, inside. And I'm demonstrating to you on the outside what it is that's happened. And there's a lot of symbolism in baptism. There's a symbolism of, of, being, of dying and being resurrected with Jesus. The Bible talks about that. You, were, you died and were buried with Christ, and you were raised with Christ. Were we really dead and buried with Christ? No, not literally, but symbolically through baptism, yes. we're Again, we're identifying symbolically with Jesus through his death, burial, and resurrection, and that's an important aspect of baptism as well. It's an outward symbol of an inward reality. It's not this thing that saves you, and we'll talk about this in a minute. That's really the transition of the thing we're going to talk about next. It's not the thing that saves you, but it's, it's the thing that demonstrates the thing that saved you. It's, it's the outward demonstration of something that's gone on inside. All right, It's just showing, once again, it's showing outwardly something that's happened in your heart. So baptism is a way to publicly identify with Jesus. Baptism is an outward symbol of an inward reality. A couple of things ba- baptism is not. Baptism is not required for salvation. I do not believe baptism, Oak Point Church does not believe that baptism is a requirement for salvation. In other words, if you receive Jesus, you receive him into your life, you accept him as your Lord and Savior, and then somehow you pass away, but you haven't been baptized, that doesn't mean you're not going to go to heaven with Jesus forever. Because he, he tells us that salvation is not based on works. Is nothing we can do. It's simply based on trusting in Jesus Christ and the death and resurrection that he's already done on our behalf. His perfect life exchanged for our imperfect life. That's what saves us. No work can save us. And baptism, if it, if it became a requirement to be saved, it would become a work. It'd be something that we would have to do to save ourselves. And that's not what baptism is. Baptism is not something that saves us. It's not required for salvation. It's also not a way to wash away your sins. It's not like it's a magical way to wash away your sins sins and, and make you you pure and it, and it just kind of wipes the slate clean. That's not what it does. It, it can kind of symbolize that, but it's not It's not this magical thing that takes away your sins. Your sins are taken away from, by Jesus and by trusting in Jesus, by saying yes to Jesus and telling Jesus, you're, you're Lord in my life and I receive the free gift that you're offering to me. That's how you're saved and that's how your sins are washed away, not by being baptized. So, Just kind of a a quick thought here to to tack onto that. Basically, if you're sitting here in this room, you should be baptized if you've said yes to Jesus. You should be baptized if you have accepted Jesus. That's, That's the requirement for baptism. That's who should be baptized. Everyone who said yes to Jesus in their hearts, with their lives, that's who should be baptized. Now, if you were baptized before that, if you were baptized as an infant, I always tell people, hey, that's awesome. Your parents were committing to raise you in, in the Christian walk, in, in, the, in the way that you would know and love God, that you know and love Jesus. I think that's awesome. It's a, great, it's a great thing. But your parents made that choice for you. And, and, and there's nothing, I'm not saying that, I'm not dogging on that. That's not a problem for me. I'm just saying everything that we see in Scripture is a response to saying, I yes, I trust Jesus. Yes, I believe in Jesus. And all of the symbolism involved, saying that you're on Team Jesus, it's a decision that you have to make. And so as we look at the pattern of Scripture, we believe that every single time that we see baptism, it's, it's, uh, it's, it follows immediately follows someone saying yes to Christ, accepting him, receiving him, and beginning a journey of walking with him. And it's not once again, it's not a question of salvation, but it is a question of obedience. Sometimes I've heard people say, yeah, you know, I have accepted Jesus, but I don't feel ready to be baptized. I don't feel ready to make that commitment. And, and essentially what that's saying is that, that you don't feel ready to obey Jesus in your life. You're not feeling ready to obey him because he commands us and he tells us that we ought to be baptized. And we see it from patterns in scripture. So first, I want to look at two, just two quick passages in Acts chapter 2 and in Matthew 28. If you've got your Bibles, open up to Acts chapter 2 right now. Not as excited about the word tonight, I see. All right. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. This is, this is right after the Holy Spirit comes down on the disciples. They're empowered now. Peter stands up. He preaches this message. We just went through the book of Acts, so this should be fresh. He preaches this message um, in Jerusalem. 3,000 people come to know the Lord. And here's, here's, what, here's what it says, and it tells us that. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So the pattern we see in Scripture every single time, every single time, without exception, is believe baptism. You believe, then you're baptized. You believe, then you're baptized over and over again. This is just one example. And now this was not convenient, by the way. 3,000 people had to find places to get baptized in Jerusalem. 3,000 people, they probably used like pools and baths and river, anything they could find a body of water. 3,000 people got baptized that day because they accepted Jesus. So we see this this response in faith, and then this response in symbol, like this baptism response. And it's something that We see as a pattern throughout Scripture. So that's how we see it happening. We never see um, people who haven't believed in Jesus yet being baptized. It doesn't happen that we see clearly in Scripture. So that's what the pattern that we follow. And then Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. This is Jesus, his last meeting with his disciples. And he says, it says this: then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, since I have all authority, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Make disciples. So that's telling people about Jesus. That's evangelism and then developing them along their faith. Make disciples, baptizing them. Baptizing who? The disciples, them, yes. Them being the disciples, (laughs) the disciples. These new disciples are to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then you teach them, you teach them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the end of the age. Jesus says, I'm with you in this mission of going out and making disciples and then taking those disciples and baptizing them in water. That's what he calls us to do. So we're commanded to do this, and we're commanded, and it's in that order. Who's the them? Disciples. Disciples. Not people who don't know Jesus yet, but it's disciples. And so we want to baptize those who have believed in Jesus. And why do we baptize? Like sometimes you've seen a baptism where they'll sprinkle or they'll put, you know, put something on a, a forehead or something like that. We baptize uh, by putting a person underwater. We call that immersion. And the reason we baptize by immersion is because the Greek word for baptiz- baptism is baptizo, and it simply means to plunge, dip, or immerse, right? And so when Christians were, were translating the Bible into English, we came to this word baptizo and we're like, oh, and what they probably should have done is just taken the word baptizo and said, let's put in immerse there or dip or plunge. And they should have put that in there in place in, in the translation. But instead, we kind of invented this word, baptism. And we put that in there instead, baptize. Oh, we came to baptizo. Oh, we'll baptize. They should have said plunge, dip, immerse, because the meaning would have been clear. And really what it means, baptism simply means to be dipped underwater, to be, to be immersed Underwater. So that's why we baptism or baptize, that's why we baptism. Uh, that's why we baptize by immersion. So for all of us in the room, those who aren't being baptized, those who are, whatever, for all of us in the room, how should we respond to baptism? I've just got a few things. Baptism, we should respond to baptism first of all with celebration. Because the people in this room tonight are taking an awesome and big step of obedience. So when this person goes under the water and comes up, each one of the people being baptized tonight. Man, I want to hear just a cheer, a shout come up in this room, just like a celebration here in this room because it is worth it because it's an awesome and big step of obedience and publicly identifying represents a life, a life that's been transformed. Secondly, inspiration. I hope for some of us here in this room, if you're a believer, um, that you're inspired by this. If you're a believer and you've been baptized, it's just an inspiration to, to stay on that journey, a chance to stop, like we said earlier, a chance to stop and reflect. How's my walk with the Lord going? Am I identifying with him every day? Am I carrying on that identification with Jesus? Am I representing him well to the world? If you're a believer and you haven't been baptized, maybe it'll be an inspiration to you to take that step of obedience to Jesus and to take the next opportunity that you have to be baptized. And, and and to do that, even if you don't necessarily feel ready, but you feel like you want to obey Jesus. So hopefully it's inspiration for all of us, regardless of where we are with all of that. And lastly, Hopefully, it's motivation for each one of us. Motivation. What do I mean by motivation? What I mean is is motivation to go and to create more of these baptism nights. Motivation to go and to share this good news, this gospel truth, with those around us. Motivation to tell other people about Jesus because it's life-changing for us. We don't tell people about Jesus because we think that we're high and mighty or we think that that we're right or because when we tell someone and they understand it, then it makes us feel good or look good or makes us think, oh, I must be right if I can convince somebody else. No, it's none of that. Our motives aren't mixed. We go because we believe this is a life-changing, life-transformational truth that stretches into eternity and that every person's greatest need, including our own, is Jesus Christ. And that's what this is all about. And so hopefully we have more motivation from this night to go out to make more disciples like Jesus called us to do and to baptize those disciples in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in obedience to Jesus and his commands. And so hopefully in like three weeks, and the church is going to be doing this big baptism service actually in like two weeks, that there's a whole bunch of 707 students and 707 students' friends who are being baptized. And then hopefully we get to summer and it's July. And there's like a list of 15 people who are new believers in Jesus who want to be baptized to identify because we're motivated to make disciples through this. And even bigger than that, even more immediate than that, hopefully we go out this next couple days and we do an even better job of inviting our friends to the film festival and back out for 708 in order to have a chance to get plugged into a Christian community and to meet Jesus Christ um, because he wants to reveal himself to them. And so I just encourage you to be motivated by this, to be inspired by this, and, and to celebrate this tonight. So what we're going to do um, in just a minute, I'm going to be inviting our baptism candidates up. We have three, three students here being baptized. They're going to share their testimony, their story with, with all of you. They're going to share it on the microphone. They're each going to, one, two, three, they're just going to go in order. They're going to share their testimony with you. And then we're going to strike up a song. The band's going to come up here. They're going to start playing a song. And as they're playing the song, we're gonna get into the tub one at a time, and we're gonna baptize these three students. I want you guys in the in the crowd to stay seated during the baptisms. If you're in the last row, you can kind of stand up to look, or if you're on the edge or something like that. But stay seated so that everyone can see towards the tub. If you're friends or if you're like family um, of the baptism, guests of the bapt uh, the people being baptized tonight, stand up, get in people's way, come down the aisle, the way whatever you gotta do um, to get this a good view of it or get it on video or whatever. You have our permission to do that. But if you're just a student here, just make sure you know try to see but try not to get in anyone else's way in the process of doing that once the three students have been baptized we're going to be playing two songs it'll probably only take us the first song to get all three students baptized then we can stand up and just join in corporate worship together before heading off to our life group sound good sound like a plan awesome awesome